You have children throwing grenades into wrong houses. You have people being abducted on the street in broad daylight. You have a, a teenager being battered around the head in another attempted abduction. You've been shots fired. There would be serious concerns that could easily lead to a murder. You'd have to wonder as well, like, what future are these chaps going to have, you know, after being involved in, I suppose, this culture at such a very young age? I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Innocent women flee their homes in fear of grenade attacks. A business shuts its doors, terrorised by teenage thugs. And a community lives in fear of warring drug gangs, brazenly attacking one another in broad daylight with hammers and wheel braces and displaying their gunfire on social media. The scenes playing out in a Dublin suburb seem more at home in Mexico. Yet for the hardworking people of Finglas, this is the reality as a gang headed up by a young dealer known as Mr. Flashy are taken on by three rival outfits in a terrifying feud. Today, I'm talking with crime correspondent Ken Foy, who tells me about rising tensions in an underworld populated by gun-toting teenage boys, directed by mega-rich cocaine dealers, out to prove who is boss. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. I can't believe Mr. Flashy's only 28. He feels like he's been around for about 75 years. It's funny you say that, Nicola. But before I came on, I was just looking back to, I suppose, when he first came to prominence. And um, we've essentially been writing about him and his gang since around about the start of 2017. Um, at the time, they were closely aligned to the, the Kinahan side of the Kinahan-Hutch feud situation. And... Um, mm. This young drug dealer was, I suppose, throughout 2017, particularly in the early months of that year, he was starting to, be, you know, becoming more and more prominent. There was more and more incidents being linked to this guy that was um, a slight guy that doesn't really doesn't really look like a, a serious gangland criminal, but was, I suppose, famous for his 300 euro uh, runners and his flashy clothes and... I suppose as the year progressed, as 2017 progressed, the organisation that he was a key figure in became uh, heavily involved in a, in a very serious feud in, in the capital's north side. Mm. And what was that initial feud that he was involved in or were, were they just offering their backing to the Kinahan side of the Kinahan-Hutch feud? At its, at its very original stages um, in Finglas and its surrounding areas, there was this organisation that Mr. Flashy was involved in, but there was also another very serious criminal organisation who had uh, links to the Hutch organisation. Um, mm. So Mr. Flashy would have been, I suppose it's common case or has been stated, um, that he would have been mentored by a very serious gangland um, criminal called Trevor Byrne, who acted as, as a hitman for the Kinahan cartel and is serving very lengthy sentences at the moment for firearms offences, armed robbery, kidnapping and other matters. Uh, so what seems to have happened is 
Byrne was under an increasing pressure from the Gardaí for his active involvement in the wider Kinahan Hutch feud. So a younger cohort of drug dealers uh, were taking over the, his business as such on the ground. And this led, to, led them into conflict with uh, local criminals that had fairly significant and serious uh, links to the Hutch organisation. Mm. And Byrne, of course, was uh, questioned in relation to the murder of Eddie Hutch, um, but never charged in relation to that. And I think he was quizzed as well in connection with other hits. Yes, he was a, he is a very serious, I suppose, player and, and has been for many, many years in organised crime in, in North Dublin. And when he left the scene, uh, these younger criminals essentially were doing his bidding, um, mm. had, t- had taken over the practical reins of the, of the, the Kinahan organisation in the Finglas area. But as the year went on, 2017, it was a, it was a massive brawl in a pub in Finglas uh, in, in October of that year that kind of really showed that a serious feud had broken out. And this was between um, essentially the, the uh, close associates of the Mr. Flashy gang but also, also these rivals who had links to the Hutch gang. Uh, ultimately, a number of people were charged and convicted for violent disorder in relation to the matter. But from that period on, from October 2017 on, um, I suppose Mr. Flashy and his gang have been regular features in our media coverage of, of the gangland scene in Dublin. Now, that original feud you talked about that kicked off after a brawl in the pub, did that kind of... Uh calm down eventually or has he regularly been involved in feuds with that group and others in the area in the Finglas area? That particular feud after um, you know significant arrests were made um, the Gardaí had a, a big handle on it um, after a couple of months it led to a big increase in armed patrols in the area and also a number of arrests for example a 15 year old boy back in November 2017 who was said to have come from a very decent family, who had no involvement in crime, was was arrested with, uh, holding on to two uh, loaded firearms for this gang. So there was an awful lot of heat from the Gardaí uh, after this, the pub brawl. They they made a, cons- uh, a very serious effort to target um, both organisations involved in it. And basically in January, the following January, which had been the start of 2018, the word came out that there had been peace talks between these two different organisations. It's the old adage that um, murder, even though I suppose there wasn't a murder, but you know, serious violence is, is bad for business. So a kind of an uneasy truce did develop between the, between the two organisations, um, which allowed them to be able to deal, deal their drugs you know, with, without having so much attention from the Gardaí. And interesting to say that in 2017, so Flashy would have been in his early 20s at that point, but he's already himself nearly mentoring younger kids then. He's already bringing teenage boys into the grouping and presumably, you know, that's a concerted effort to try and um, mitigate the Garda investigations because there's not much they can really do with teenagers or certainly when they're caught holding uh, drugs and guns and that, they, they will be handled 
in the same way through the law, but they don't get very lengthy sentences. Is that why they use them? Exactly. And that is a feature of, I suppose, this insidious crime organisation to this very day. But I guess as, mm. as 2018 rolled on, some of the older um, individuals involved in the organisation, um, I'm talking in particular about the brothers, the Notorious brothers, Gary and Glenn Thompson, were arrested for their involvement in the Patsy Hutch murder plot in March 2018. Mm. And that showed, I suppose, this was a, a plot that was foiled by excellent surveillance and police work. But... If there was ever any doubt that um, the Mister Sorry, the Mister Flashy Drugs Organi- Drugs Organization was highly connected to the Kinhan Cartel, the arrests of of um, those two in- individuals, as well as um, a brother, uh, Scott Capper's brother, uh, Mark Capper, uh, for his involvement in, in this plot as well, showed that this crew were very tightly linked into the Kinahan Cartel. Mm. And into their murder plots, which were only, as you say, thwarted because of good policing. So in recent, more recent years, 2018 and beyond, Flashy has, by virtue of the imprisonment of some of his his, uh, elders, become the main man. Yes, but in in saying that, I suppose in recent years, he's actually rarely enough seen around Finglas. He's, you know, it's it's almost since the uh, pandemic the COVID pandemic began, um, it's, it, it's often been suggested he's been staying in safe houses or, you know, various places around the, the city centre. But I suppose, you know, once you, you move on from 2018, um, his organisation were also involved um, in a number of other feuds that broke out in North Dublin, including the, the Kulak feud. Many of the people involved in, in that feud uh, would be associated and, and linked to the Finglas organisation. And, for example, when the, the first murder victim of that feud was Zach Parker, who was shot dead in Swords in January of 2019. And um, Mr. Flashy and his, his, his bodyguard, if you like, or his, his right-hand man, Scott Capper, made a point of showing up for that funeral uh, and posting various uh, images of, the, of themselves on Instagram. Um, at the same time as all this was going on, they also had an involvement in the Cardiff feud, which I suppose it's a miracle no one was murdered in that dispute, but they were, they were on the sidelines and sometimes even a bit more involved in that. Um, so throughout 2019, they continued to be heavily involved in organised criminality, but you know the guards continued to ground away at them and I suppose in July 2019, his right-hand man, Scott Capper, was jailed in relation to an assault. Um, but this did not stop them. They, they, they continued to grow and they, they continued to be involved in, in various things, I suppose, displaying their wealth. And a phenomenon often was that they would be buying very expensive dogs from the UK for five-figure sums. And younger and younger people were starting to get involved in their organ, organization, some as young as 12 or 13 years of age. So the thing just continued to spiral, if you like. And that social media thing you spoke about, about Zach Parker and the funeral, and I can recall that members of the gang showed up in what was seen as the Kinnahan morning outfit. The same suits were worn at David Byrne's funeral in a show of strength, and and many, many members of the Flashy Gang did show up at that funeral to sort of, I suppose, show their alignment with the Kinnahan organisation. But... That social media aspect of it has been 
particular to them. And they do a lot of their flexing on uh, between Instagram and, um, you know, TikTok and this kind of thing. They've been very much using that forum as a place to show their strength, their power and their, you know, the extent of their organisation. Yeah, and even if you're even still going back to 2019, Sean Little, a Kulak drug dealer who was closely connected to them, when he was murdered in in May of that year as part of this same kind of complicated feud that Zach had been killed um, four months earlier. Uh, again, social media played a huge part, I, I suppose, in stoking up tensions in the aftermath of of Little's Sean Little's murder, and Sean would have been very closely aligned at one stage to the, this. Uh, to the whole Mr. Flashy organisation. So they've continued, and it's, I suppose we'll be touching on recent events soon, but to this very day, um, social media has played a, a massive role in uh, propagating this warfare. And do you think that's just their age, their generation, or do they see it as a useful tool, you know? I suppose, Nicola, and you've been covering all these recent feuds and it, it doesn't have to be in Dublin. You look at a drop of the feud, you look at all the various traveller feuds. Um, social media is pretty much used as a tool in every feud that uh, is breaking out at the moment. You know, it, it's, it, it's the go-to thing and sometimes it, it's within literally seconds of an incident taking place that it can be posted online and uh, it's, it's used to goad people's rivals and it, it, yeah, it's a serious problem, yeah. Mm. And it's sort of hard for, for most people to understand, but you have, you know, we've just spoken about Zach Parker, a young guy murdered, um, Sean Little, a young guy, 21 years of age, murdered, um, shot dead. And you have also from the Drogheda feud, you had the dreadful murder of Kean Mulready Woods, a young teenager whose uh, body was later dismembered. But it doesn't seem to put any of these guys off. They just seem to have this attitude that life is for living. They live day to day and they're not worried about that, it seems, about death, about murder and um, about the violence of it all. Doesn't seem to be a reality for them, even though it should be. Well, they certainly have plenty of experience of it, but it's hard to quantify the mindset, if you like. There was... A particular, just, you know, we, we nickname uh, this particular criminal Mr. Flashy for legal reasons, I guess, be, because um, in, in relation to just the most serious crimes that he's involved in. But, for example, in a raid on a property connected to him by Guardian, over €80,000 worth of designer clothes were seized um, from this guy. And, you know, high-end jewellery and uh, electronic devices as well. But it's it still... He would, the, the individual was observed a couple of weeks later still dressed in the most expensive of clothes. It was only a tiny dent in, yeah. in, the, in his finances, the, the, the seizure of all, all these uh, designer clothes. You'd wonder how he's time to do all that shopping, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's happening at the moment and what has kicked off this latest feud? And it seems to me from reading your stories in particular that... Is there a kind of a pushback against Flashy and his supremacy in the Finglas area that a number of mobs maybe have come together in an alliance against him? Yes. Um, what seems to have happened is he he's a very much a he's a fairly hated figure among criminals and um, Gardaí do, do not have a, a lot of time for him either. But this, this latest situation seemed to have evolved when a very close associate of his 
was traveling on a Dublin bus uh, in, on the capital's north side around about three weeks ago when he was seriously assaulted and uh, a high-end watch was taken from him. And this in turn led to a lot of slagging again on social media and it's believed the, the rival crew that had assaulted this guy and um, took his watch were putting up pictures of themselves with the watch and and goading and so on. And this, this in turn led to, um, we've received reports, that Mr. Flashy's crew went down to the house, the home of uh, a young lad that they perceived to have been involved in the bus incident and, and posed pictures of themselves outside that property with weapons. And shortly after this, uh, a 15-year-old boy who was blamed by the other faction for having some involvement in the in the bus incident was basically it was an attempted abduction on him and um, a late night abduction on Sunday night two weeks ago and he was very badly beaten with a um, with a golf club and other weapons he suffered very severe uh, facial injuries that required hospital treatment mm. and in turn on the night itself. This led to um, people that were backing up that youngster then travelled um, on foot to uh, a safe house that's been long used by the Mr. Flashy gang, often raided, often uh, firebombed over all the years of these feuds. But uh, they went there to encounter gang members, but they were greeted by shots fired. And then they were chased back to a different part of Finglas. It meant that on that Monday morning there was... There was a lot of confusion trying to cover it. There was three, three different crime scenes across the area. What was definite was, was that a, a juvenile male had been very badly assaulted. But there was also, you know, reports of shots fired and, and all that kind of stuff. You see, you talk about that safe house or that HQ or whatever it is. I know you can't describe it um, much, but that is a building, shall we say, that is, is, is that right in the heart of a Finglas community? And it's been openly used by this gang as a, a sort of a clubhouse. Basically, yeah, and a long, a lot, very long-suffering Finglas community. Many, many of whom are that I've spoken to are very scared and concerned about the, you know this ongoing situation. But um, it's been very long used and often attacked. Whether it's the guards pulling out windows when they're raided, or the rival mm. criminals shooting at it, there's always a few young lads that can come along the next day and clean it up and um, it's ready get to go back, again. Get it back up and running, yeah. But ev events of last week, I suppose, the guards are hopeful they did an operation with the local authority on uh, Thursday night of last week um, in which that property was one of a number which were seized and have boarded it up. And as part of that okay. operation, they recovered two firearms, 47 grand in cash and 300 rounds of ammunition. Um and I think there is a level of confidence that that house, finally, after all these years, uh, will not be used again by this gang. And like those firearms, I mean, the damage they could have done in a situation as volatile as this. So that's the kind of policing, really, that emergency policing that is going on now to try and, I suppose, curb what could happen in this feud. Um, the seizure of firearms is probably the most significant thing that the the police can do at this point because they quite simply can't and people would often ask you and I'm sure 
myself as well, like, you know, why can't the guards do something? They are doing exactly what they can do. They can't sit on these guys 24-7. They can't police Finglas like it's a military zone. Um, they have to, you know, I suppose, chip away at it and, and then put extra resources in when the tensions grow as they have done here. But, um, I mean, those firearms that are just sitting there in that sort of clubhouse thing, that's the real problem here, isn't it? The access that these young guys have to firearms. Yes, well, members of the emergency response unit, heavily armed Gardaí were involved in that operation. But I suppose it came on the back of a couple of very serious incidents that happened last week. Um, first mm. off, on, on Monday night, a grenade was thrown into a property occupied by a completely innocent family. Um, mm. the, the intended target was a female who's closely associated with Mr. Flashy, who lives in a nearby property. Uh, a grenade was, but grenade was thrown into a, into the wrong house, um, it, leading to a fairly major guard investigation and the army bomb disposal unit being out there on two occasions. And this crew, who, if for want of a better word, if we're to call them the anti-Mr. Flashy crew, uh, were also involved in an incident on Wednesday where um, they, they targeted 22-year-olds who they perceived to be involved um, with, with the drug dealer and they, they basically abducted him on the street. There's, there's been social media footage of it and uh, a group of men who were armed with a hammer they very badly assaulted him and um, drove him somewhere else, burnt out their car. Um, he, he required mm. uh, extensive hospital treatment. So I suppose people... A lot of decent people in the community are very worried. So the events then on, t on Thursday with, this, with the targeting of this stash house and the raiding of, of another properties, the Gardaí, I suppose, are, are trying to to show it's a fight back in a way. But there, to, yeah. date, to date, there has been no arrests in relation to any of these matters. And obviously those raids and those seizures will give a little bit of confidence back to the community. But I thought what was amazing was, you know, you talk about social media, like that video of that abduction appeared to have been taken by somebody passing by on a bus, you know, just literally going about their business and, and they look out the window of the bus and here they see this guy getting bundled into the car and all the weapons and broad daylight. I mean, it must be horrendous to be living in the area with that kind of stuff going on. And anybody who's, and like, of course, the absolute majority of people out there are decent, hardworking people trying to bring up their, their kids and steer their teenagers through those difficult years. I mean, it must be very scary every time they go out the door. Are they going to get caught in some sort of a, you know, in some sort of a, you know, a, 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 an attack or will they get caught up into the middle of some sort of a shootout? Um, and also the attraction there, are they going to get attracted to that wealthy lifestyle? It's it's really scary, I'm sure, um, trying to get kids through all that. Yeah, it, it seems to be, certain parts of Fingla seem to be, be quite, it seems to be quite a difficult place at the moment for someone, mm. for many people just trying to live their ordinary lives. Uh, at Sunday for the Sunday World at the weekend, I wrote an article. We didn't name the business, but we're, we are mm. aware of what it was. And um, it's basically been forced to close its, close its doors because um, a lot of this younger generation, all of them pretty much juveniles, basically would stand outside the place all the time, um, 
just intimidate the owner, intimidate people going in there, uh, vandalise the place. And ultimately, um, it ended up with the owner just closing up shop. Um, so you're dealing with a situation where innocent women, uh, albeit people you know that are well known to um, the likes mm. of Mr. Flashy, but innocent nonetheless, innocent women having to, having to flee their homes. So it's a very serious situation. And you see that kind of gangland warfare, that sort of, look, I'm sure it was always there a bit, but it seemed to have intensified during that Kinahan hutch feud where it was to go after the loved ones of people involved in the feud uh, along with themselves. And I think, um, you know, that has been mentioned in a court case in the UK in connection with a, a, a partner of... Uh, Thomas Bomber Kavanagh, James Mulvey, when there was some recordings played to a courtroom, he was talking to a girlfriend and he was telling the girlfriend, you know, to stay away from him. He was he wasn't in a good place. And he said to her, you know, they they go after the ones you love. They kill the ones you love. And that kind of um, mindset has come in in recent years, I think, particularly um, into into the gangland feuds that you don't just it's not just man to man. It's like anybody is fair game. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And the chief suspect for throwing that grenade into the wrong property, um, like the, the, his intended target was an innocent woman, but the yeah. innocent family um, that were targeted. This, the, the chief suspect for that is is a teenager as well. He's at least two years away from turning eighteen. So, and it, I sh- he he's from the area. This suspect. It shows the chaos. Who, who knows? Was he was he off his head on drugs, or um, he would have surely know should have known where he was throwing a grenade. But it, it just shows you the chaos of it and the, the concerns that I suppose innocent people could be very seriously hurt or worse as part of this whole situation. And of course, also it's so highly dangerous for the younger kids who've got involved, the younger teenagers, because the likes of Mister Flashy and his cohorts. Um, they'll, you know, they have the money to remain a little bit more hands off. They probably have drivers. They probably have spotters with them all the time to keep an eye for any dangers coming at them. But it's the foot soldiers on the street that are, you know, the likes of the the Keen Mulready Woods who have got involved are very heavily involved and, uh, you know, are, are easier targets probably. Yeah, this is, uh, I suppose, a big difficulty. And these these kids are very disposable. Um, there seems to be no shortage mm. of them at all um, in terms of um, them being used by the gangs. And it's estimated, I suppose it's a loose estimation, that there's around 50 people involved in this and, and at least a dozen of them are age 16 or under. And that's at least, you know, that's probably being conservative. So it's you'd have to wonder as well, like what future are, are these chaps going to have either as well, you know, after being involved in, I suppose, yeah. this culture um, at such a very young age. And it's a grooming thing, isn't it? You know, like, you know, you see him in his early 20s bringing on the younger guys. But like the thing is, it's not really a case of it's not a case of these teenagers go out and they apply for a job or anything like that. In a lot of cases, I remember being down in Limerick some years ago and I was talking to a woman and her son while he had a bit of a he was a bit of a wild fella, you know, and he had he was using drugs from an early age and all the rest of it. But he was, the Dundons used to go, when they wanted somebody to do something for them, they used to actually 
knock on her door, push past her, go up the stairs in her house and drag your man down the stairs and set him to work. I mean, he wasn't actually gaining anything out of it. It wasn't as if he was kind of making a career choice. These guys end up ruling the communities with fear. And, uh, you know, the teenagers are afraid of them. They're afraid of their their overlords in the gangs and they just, they do what they're told. In a lot of cases, it's not choice. Yeah, well, it's not choice, Nicola. It seems many of these participants in the in Fingness and what we're talking about, these kids are, are, are themselves now wearing the best of designer uh, clothes, the Canada yeah. Goose jackets. A lot of them have access to electric scooters. I suppose this was a trend that started um, two or three years ago, you know, um, in terms of drug dealing in, in the localities. And um, mm. they, they themselves, despite being juveniles, are actually displaying trappings of wealth. And I had mentioned earlier about this whole trend of the, these very expensive bulldogs um, mm. being imported from the UK and so on. Um, so some of these kids as well have, are owners of, of these very uh, expensive dogs. Now, that's, of course, they have been groomed, but they, they, but they are still going around the place with the trappings of, of wealth. Yeah, look, many of them many of them are lured, there's no doubt about it, by what they see as the lifestyle. They definitely, you know, many of them do make choices as well to, to get involved. I actually would have loved one of those electric scooters at one stage and um, I realised, like the Canada Goose jackets, that I had to just park them in case I was mistaken for a drug dealer because the fact of the matter is they are like a uniform, aren't they? Those, the scooters, the the gear, all the designer gear and the, the Rolex watches. Yes, yes. So I, I suppose we we saw with the terrible case of Keen Mulready Woods a couple of years ago, again, he had some of these trappings of wealth, but, mm. you know, it was the ultimate lesson and the ultimate example of um, just how insidious and how dangerous this whole gangland culture is. Uh, like many of these involved, he's, Keen Mulready Woods would actually be older than the vast mm. uh, majority of the juveniles involved in this feud, but he met the most terrible events and, you know, it attracted global global headlines. So this this is the fear in relation to if, if things were to develop as they are or have been in the last few weeks in, in this latest segment of Feuding and Fingless. Uh, there, there doesn't seem to be any sign of a truce. And as you mentioned earlier, uh, Nicola, it seems that Mr. Flashy side of things seems to be very much on the back foot since, that teenage, since they assaulted um, that teenager with the you know, with the original row over watches a couple of weeks ago. So we'll just have to mm. see what's going to happen. There was fears uh, at the weekend, you know, that there could be more bloodshed. But as it turned out, it was actually quite calm in Finglas over the weekend. Yeah, I was kind of going to say to you, finally, like on it, the, you're always good at having your ear right to the ground in these things. And you would have been ahead of the game seeing the emerging feud in Drogheda and other places what do you think is going to happen or what, you know, are you, are you, would you be worried or the guards worried that this is going to lead to a murder? There would be serious concerns um, that it, it could easily lead to a murder. I suppose when you have children throwing grenades into wrong houses, you have people being abducted on the street in broad daylight, you have a, a teenager being battered around a head in another attempted abduction, um, you've been shots fired. It's, um, it's a very tough battle uh, for the guards out mm. there. 
So there is concerns. But uh, what was said to me about Justin, if we're staying with the very recent last couple of days, is that that because there's so many other criminal groupings, um, and some of them would be small fry, really, on a national level, but serious in their own locality, have uh, teamed up against Mr. Flashy organisation. That none of the none of those people were really around to be seen uh, since I suppose Friday in the locality. So they're mm. kind of keeping their heads down, which has helped ease the situation. In the short term, I suppose is what you're saying. Yes, but it's mm. it doesn't seem to be. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll be looking at uh, more incidents in, in a few days. It's it's funny as well as kind of one thing seems to go as slightly calm, another thing breaks out. There's fears of a traveller feud breaking out in the locality. Yesterday, again, was made aware of uh, a lot of social media goading. It's in relation to an incident that happened in a car park of a, a supermarket car park yesterday. And uh, two fairly serious uh, traveller factions that have been feuding with, with each other for basically decades, but it's been simmering for a while, seem to be making very serious threats to each other again. So um, in what I saw on social media, knives were produced and so on, but... Again, that's that's a separate thing. Right, well, we can only think of the poor people that have to li- live amongst it and, um, you know, hope that the, the guards will, will shut this one down before um, it leads anywhere near the, w- the way the, the Drogheda feud went. So, Ken Foy, thank you very much. Thank you, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. If you like the podcast and love true crime, why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.